Hello. You've either just stumbled upon or have been a long-time listener of the Animation Industry Podcast. There is no in-between. My name is Terry, and I'm actually currently in Spain right now. Barcelona, in fact. This chat is with Brooklyn-based comedian, writer, actor, producer, and comic artist Branson Reese, who shares his journey from starting Swan Boy, his webcomic, to pitching and producing it into an animated series, which was just part of FXX's Cake. In our chat, Branson is going to talk about how to self-publish and put yourself out there, his top tips when pitching stuff to industry people, how to continuously be funny, and general thoughts about what's cool about animation. This may actually be one of the most chill chats I've had on this podcast, so without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Branson. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I love doing these chats, so let's chat. Let's start off with the fun subject of, you know, how have you, what is your philosophy on promoting yourself to get where you want to be and do what you want to do type oh, of Oh yeah, thing? do it. I, I get my philosophy on it is uh, don't be shy, get out, you know, put yourself out there that like, uh, uh, yeah, you gotta, I don't know how, I'm sure there's a way to do it. Not like that. You know what I mean? I think like be shameless, the like, you know, PT Barnum yourself, just like, like, so hey, from day one, you're like, I'm going to make some like cute little comics on my own and then like promote them. Yeah. I mean, even that, like, so I, to, to backtrack a little, it's like, you know, 2017, I think I started doing these daily comics. Right. And the, like, uh, I'm just going to assume if you're anyone listening to me on the, like, you know, a little bit about this, like I had these daily comics that I was doing and I mean, just posting them, you know, it's like one thing to do them. That's very therapeutic, but it's another to like share them with people and like put them out there and like i know it can be scary it can be a little bit of a hurdle It'd be like oh what if i'm bad what if everyone makes fun of me and like that might happen did people you know? make fun like, of you well i just i'm not to me i'm great but like to anyone listening okay. you might be i don't you might suck i don't know what your deal is. you know like that's fine though just put it out there anyway and you know and so the, and so what were you doing at, at this time in 2017 is this time of your life where you decided to do something therapeutic, like post a comic every single day. Like what compelled you to do that? Uh, the ability to do it. I, I, so my, my fiance had gotten me uh, a pad, like a, like a digital, like a, a Wacom tablet to draw. Cause I'd been drawing forever. I'd been a comedian yeah. and a, you know, I was just drawing on like takeout napkins and shit and just like throwing them away. And yeah, and she was like, the opposite of promoting yourself. True. Well, yeah, just, I needed to draw, you know, I just was like, I'm going to draw. And then I was like, well, who, I, this isn't for anything. This was just to draw. You know, it's coming from that same impulse of, like, being a child and, like, you can't pay attention to math and you're just drawing, right? Like, it's that same thing. And so I was just continuing to do that as an adult. And she was like, hey, it's it sucks watching you throw art away. It's, like, it's unpleasant. Why don't we just get a digital pad and it's... It's it doesn't take up any physical space to you know or maybe I don't know how a computer works maybe it's a a microscopic amount of like physical space is being taken up by like uploading a drawing onto a computer and I was like well if it's going on a computer I might as well post it for everyone to see let's not you know let's not cut corners here let's just do it and so I started posting daily comics and pretty I mean you know you do five days of daily comics and then it's this question of like okay. Am I going to do Saturday or am I going to wait until Monday? And then when I did one on Saturday, I was like, well, fuck it. This is going to be the whole year. 
I'm just going to do every once a day. I'm going to at midnight, I get arbitrarily I'll post a new comic. Uh, and so, yeah, that's like where that came. It just came from like, oh, I'm doing it anyway. I might as well share it with people. Did you, did you naturally, did a following kind of naturally grow from just you doing this or were you actively, you know, trying to push it in people's faces, like t talk to like people who po repost stuff, like get in touch with magazines or like, I don't know. Buzz. No, no. And I still don't really do a lot of that, to be honest. It, it's, you know, especially that time in 2017, a lot of my stuff was, was like, well, this is trash. I'm trash. I make trash. Did you have a big following? Because you have like on Twitter, you have like 70 something thousand followers. Did you Something have... like that. Yeah. It's the. Who's Before counting? you started posting this, did you have followers? No. I mean, I had like my friends and like the comedy. I was a comedian. And so I had right, like, right, right, some right. comedy friends, but like who gives a shit, you know, the uh, not not a ton. It was just like my buddies and stuff. And then it's sort Hopefully of. Hopefully they're not listening to this. They know. They know how <laughs> they I know. feel about them. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, but you know, it's like, it's, uh, look, I love them, but the, you know, it's not, it wasn't like it hadn't spread and it just a, a year of doing it consistently. It just built an audience and built a following. And so now I can sort of do whatever and people, you know, I know there's like a, a there's somewhat of an audience of people who like are paying attention to me. Does that get in your mind a little bit? Like before it sounds like you're just creating for the sense of, you know, you're drawing and just seeing what happens. And now that you have a following and you, you know, you've worked on big projects like uh, Swan Boy and We Bear Bears, et cetera. Are you mm -hmm. conscious of people analyzing what you do? And if it's up to par of your past projects now that you create something, or are you just like, whatever, I'm just going to do what I want? It's, I mean, I'm sure it's some of both. It's, it's way more in the second camp of it's like, you know, enough people talk to you online and you start to, you develop either a thick skin or like just a sense of like, all right, look, I, people are going to talk no matter what I do. You know, people are going to give me notes or be like, oh, you missed, like, what about this inferior punchline that I think is better? Like, what if you had done that? You know, like it's, it's fine. It just, it comes with the territory. And so it's a little, I mean, every once in a while I'll post something and be like, hope I don't lose my account. You know, like, yeah. I hope I don't get banned. Because it's a like, little risky or something. Well, and I'm, like, inciting political violence or something. Yeah, and I'm kidding, but, like, you know, it's to a moderator. Kidding, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to a moderator dispassionately, like, looking through, like, I, I understand. It's, like, I've been locked down before. But, like, I, that's it. That's mostly, it's, like, I just feel, it's, like, yeah, people know. There's so, people know what I do. They know what to expect at this point. But also, I just think, it's, like, there's so many people. There's just so many people, people in the there's billions. I can't even comprehend how many people there are in the world, which means there's so many people with different tastes with different. Uh, and there's so many people who are creating things. And so it's like, if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing, what do I fucking care? You know, like it doesn't like just yeah. ignore me, dude. And then hey. they mostly do. And so it's like no harm, no foul. Totally. I want to get a kind of sense of your overall career. So you, you consider yourself a comedian, like first and foremost, like that's your, which if somebody says like, what do you do as a career? I get, well, I've had more success with cartoonists. So now I say that, but it, it all comes from the same place, which yeah. is like, I'm a comedian. I want to, cause I, I want to make I people wanna, like, cause you know, I want to understand how you went from like, I want to tell funny jokes to like working on all these cool projects and in such a range too. like, you know, you're mm -hmm. drawing, you're writing, et cetera. Like, how do I say, I say, I'm like, you know, I think I'm a funny guy. I want to become a comedian. How do I go and like pitch a show like Swan Boy or like work on a Cartoon Network series as a writer? Yeah. Like, do you know, like, how is it, is it, uh, are you always trying to like up your comedy and pitch yourself or is it more about like connections and who you know and people just know you're a funny guy like how do you end up getting these 
Easter. It's more connections than anything. I everyone always, I feel like everyone always, like very ruefully says like, oh, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's like that. That to me, that's like the 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 uh, what is that? Like the anthem of like an asshole. You know, it's like well. <laughs> Sure, but like ideally, the people you know would like you because you're easy to be around. You know, it's like that. I don't know. I've never heard anyone say that ruefully who was like easy to spend time with. You know, like yeah, it is. It's not what you know. It's who you know. But that's not a bad thing. That's just a. It's you know. So you're how did, human. for instance, like to... how did you specifically get to work on We Bear Bears? Great. Now what a segue. This is exactly it. That okay. was a friend of mine. My friend, Mikey Heller, who's extremely talented cartoonist and comedian. He's on this podcast. Mikey rules. I'm sure yeah. this is a great episode then. Mikey, I could listen to Mikey talk about cartoons for a year. The, uh, maybe two. I don't know. You know, it's, I, I love my, I love hanging out with Mikey and talking to him. He, um, he was nice enough to get me a job on Weird Bear Bears. I had been posting these comics for like a few months at that point. And I knew Mikey from comedy. We had done shows together and things. And he was like, hey, I got this job from posting because he's also does what I mean, the, his episodes there then, you know, everyone can know what his story is. He had gotten his job there and he was like, well, I don't know his thought process. But to me, it seemed to be like, why not pay that forward? And he got me a job on We Bear Bears doing like storyboarding and like punch ups. And I don't even know what my like technical the name of the job was there. But I was like writing and storyboarding. Wait, do you have professional train of uh, professional training? Do you have, did you go to school for any of this? Or you're just like, I'm a creative person. I do these projects. My experience is like, you know, just formed by myself. Yeah, it's just so it's like by storyboarding, writing. Like those are all like, you know, very formulaic like yeah. uh, things. You can pick it up though. I mean, you know, it's like, there's a, it, they're all very frustrating, but there are like YouTube tutorials you can watch <laughs> where a Swedish guy has like a 12 minute intro, you know, like, all right, Hey guys. So today we're going to be like, th those are out there and you can watch. And I watched them and that helped me learn how to storyboard or like, so thank you to this sweet, frustrating Swedish guy with a 12 minute intro. You got you know, that's, I'm, I'm just noticing what I'm seeing. The, uh, the, I mean, it's like out, you can teach yourself that, or you can, I'm, a. I I certainly am a proponent of like, just get the job and then figure it out on the fly. Like, it's so I, it was a lot of that. It was all, yeah, I didn't have any training. I did take, I should say, I, uh, uh, shout out to Miss Pfeiffer in eighth grade. I did take an art class and Miss Alvarez Kiefer in second grade was my art teacher. But beyond that, I haven't had any like art training, uh, oh, wow. which I think you can tell. <laughs> I think it shows. But then, no, but also like, you know, you're, when I look at your work, I see like very independently creative uh, unique style and voice type of Thank artist you. type of thing. So, okay. How do you go from, uh, not having, so Swan Boy is obviously a comic that you've been running for a while. Yeah. How, how did you end up getting it on cake? Were you, were, sorry. Oh, that's a great question. It, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's a, a weird thing happened. Tell me. That. Sure. Yeah. The, um, so we, uh, we, I was making swan. So I turned 30 yeah. and I got stressed about turning 30. Um, cause it's so important for me to be young that I, uh, I made a web comic about, it was like autobiographical, but it was a little bit about a swan. I, to be completely candid and honest, I forgot a little bit why I made it in the first place. It just, that sort of is like the convenient story, but it really was just like, ah, just making something to make something. And it was fun. And it caught, you know, it like, 
it's just like it caught on with me, which means that then it can catch on with other people. Or I was like, oh, I like that. I like this guy. He's me. But I can dial up certain aspects of myself and like like nasty parts of myself. And then like, that's fun. That's very I think that's a good way to write a character is like it's you, but it's the worst parts of you. And so I was doing more and more of that. I was having more and more fun with it. It was it uh, that comic in particular was very inspired by Akewood, which is an incredible web comic. Uh, the the nerve of me to say I was even inspired by, you know, but it was like that was like what I was. I was like, oh, it's like I feel like I'm getting to write in this sort of style. This is fun for me. And then out of the blue, FX reached out to me and they were like, hey, we're putting stuff together for Cake, uh, which is already exists at this point. You know, like we're we're making Cake episodes. Uh, would you like to do like an animated Swan Boy? So you, so, okay, you were just running this comic like on your site? Yeah, and it just fell on my fucking life. It was incredible. I mean, like, like you weren't you weren't actively I? being like, I want to reach out to outlets and turn this into something else. You're just like, I'm gonna just keep doing this. Like, it wasn't there yet. I mean, I'm I'm totally comfortable doing stuff like that, but yeah. like, I wasn't there. I mean, there were like two weeks of comics at that point. What the hell? That's insane. Yeah. Did you ever ask like how they found you afterwards? You're to, to well, like... I didn't want to jinx it. You know, there's a part yeah. of me that's like, if I ask, <laughs> how did you like, find yeah, us? wait, you're right. And then it all goes away. <laughs> uh, but the, I mean, I do know it was through my friend, uh, my friend, Katie Skelton. It's just like somebody talked to somebody and then this led to this and somebody read my comics and like, I just got a call and we talked about Swan Boy and there weren't a ton of them at the time. So the, you know, the, the guy on the other end, Johnny Baje, he was like, well, what's, what do you think about Swan Boy? What about this? What about, you know, he just sort of asked yeah. some like, how do you sell yourself in the moment when you're caught off guard like that? And then you're like, I've only done this for two weeks and haven't really thought about it as like a, a series of cartoons. I am very lucky that I am uh, like psychotically confident and just, I mean, Amazing. I am, you know, it's just like, I, I'm, I'm great, dude. Like I, it's not it doesn't mean anyone else is bad. I'm just I rule, you know, like that. It's not easy. It's not hard for me to access that. And so on a call like that, when in, instantly you can tell, it's like, ooh, this uh something. I know I'm talking to FX right now. Let's like sell it. It's like that does not feel uncomfortable for okay. me. And so if that's uncomfortable, I understand that that is like. Totally. Not I'd be good. like sweating, pacing back and forth. I'd be like, oh, it's not good enough, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's like. I mean, I get that for sure. I just am, I'm very blessed that that is not, that doesn't happen. Congratulations. I, mean, I get freaked out about some things, but that was one where I was like, well, let's do it. Maybe you need let's to put try. together like a 12 minute intro YouTube video on how to have that confidence that I will then watch and then uh, use that in my own pitching. Yeah. I mean, I think that it would like, I, I'm, I guess the, the best advice I could give for someone watching this is like, be extremely young watching this right now. And then just fuck up constantly in childhood so that you'll hear no all the time and you'll, it, it'll like start to sink into you. It's like, it's not the end of the world. Perfect. You know, because, you, be you know, my, my main audience for this podcast is five to 10 year olds. So that makes Oh, great. I'll watch the language, but like, yeah, it's like, you know, just <laughs> fail a bunch and you'll realize it's not the end of the world to fail or to be in trouble or to hear no. It's like, who cares? You know, you'll move on. So what happened when you got off that phone call when they were like, we want to explore making Swan Boy into a series rep for... Oh, I walked 10 miles. You know, I was like living in Brooklyn at the time. I was just like, fuck! And, you know, and I just walked and walked and I had all this energy to burn. So I just walked. That was the immediate thing. And then I just like, uh, then there were like, then there were emails and then there were phone calls and we just started developing it. So what was your role in like development? Like, are you, were you like... Showrunner, I guess, or like yeah, director, I think, or like 
I think I explicitly am showrunner of the. I don't know. I I this is like with the Wee Bear Bears thing. It's like I don't know even like the terms or the roles. I just do the... cool stuff. Like, were you writing the episodes? Or are you animating? Or are you drawing? Yeah, I wrote You're all of the episodes. I don't know how to animate, and that's not one that you can YouTube yourself into. That yeah. is like a, a truly complicated and like and I, and to I hope it doesn't sound like I'm like uh, talking shit about things that people went to school for. You know, like these things are complicated. Like I am learning them so I can do them. But, I, I'm not under the like uh, the misapprehension that that's the same as somebody storyboarding who went to school for it. You know, totally, like there totally. is, I'm not doing it at that level, but I can do it enough to like express myself, which is yeah. like, that's all I need. So I didn't animate Swan Boy, and this is as a great segue. We uh, FX let me sort of like talk around to different animation studios, and they were like, "Well, is there an animation studio you'd like to work with?" And instantly, Your choice. I, yeah, I was like, well, they, sh- they shut Termite Terrace And you're down. like Disney. <laughs> I know. It's it's like, well, how, how about them? But honestly, my number one choice is who we ended up going with, which was Augenblick Studios. Because I've been a huge fan of, like, Ugly Americans and Super Jail and their short segment in the 10, the David Wayne movie. That was, like, the first thing I ever saw of theirs. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> and uh, I, as luck would have it at the time... I lived like a, a five minute walk from their studio. You didn't like even I, have to walk 10 miles. Yeah, it was easy. Yeah, I, I overshot to, you know, I was so excited. I, I, I looped around. And I didn't even realize. So I was, I, I went over there. I met to meet with them. And like instantly, the second I started talking to Aaron Augenblick, the head of Augenblick Studios, I was like, oh, this is the one. This is the, you know, and I did the dude, you know, I talked to other studios too, but like that would, you, you know, What are you even on. saying? Like you're, you're put it, you have this, like, you know, this pitch in the back of your mind where you're like, we need a animation company to create a, a bunch of short segment things and like my style. So you're just like calling up like XYZ animation. So you're being, Hey guys, can you take on this project right now? And like, what will you price it at? And like, what, what is the benefit of working with you? Like, I don't even know. How does that pretty even much? Work? Yeah. I mean, they were, they would be phone calls or I would have like a zoom meeting with people. Cause I was in New York at the time and everyone's in LA. And so they would be like zoom meetings or, uh, and this is FX was setting all this up for, they were nice enough ah. to set all this up for me. Um, and so, then I, but then I just, I had an in-person meet. Obviously, it was easy to. I had an in-person meeting at Augenblick Studios, and it's just like the second you get there and you see how that like the studios are set up, and there's like pictures of Betty Boop up on the wall, and like I basically I just pitched it to Aaron. I was like, here's my web comic, here's what I'm thinking, and he like right away, you know, he was asking all the right questions. Oh, and was like, well, what yeah. are you, what are your influences? Because it seems to be this, and I was like, you're very right, it is, you know, and that, and then. Without prompting, he was like, "And you're gonna voice Swan Boy, right?" It's it just you sound like him. In from what I've read of these, like you're gonna voice him, right? And I was like, "Well, this is, you know, nobody had asked, but that was my dream." And he was like, "Well, then if you go here, you'll, you know, come on, you should voice Swan Boy." And I was like, "Okay, this is stupid. Why would I go with any anyone else? This is perfect. yeah." You're like, "Ah, shucks." Like, let's yeah. It's let's like I've been a big this. fan of them for years since I was like in high school. Like, why are we even talking? Let's just sign a deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> Amazing, but, you know. That's the thing. It's like they. I was such a big fan of them before. It's like that's very. You know, it's easy to get your hopes dashed. Like I could have gone in and it could have sucked, or they could have been yeah. jerks or anything. But like, no, it's the coolest place in the world. So how long did it take you to produce all these episodes and you know voice act and write and not animate and etc. So the uh, the animation was done at Augenbook Studios, and we also used the studio Combo. I think it's Combo Studios in in Brazil, uh, who did a lot of like the actual animation for it. It. I mean, it's like, 
it's a simple question, but I feel like my answer is like completely unhinged where it's like, it took three years and also like a few months because the timeline was weird. And like we were sending, you know, it's like the development for anything. It's like you do the pilot and then the you get all these notes on the pilot and it's just the pilot, the pilot, the pilot. Yeah. And then you hear nothing for a long time. You don't know what's going on. And then there's scripts that have to get approved. And so it's like, ultimately I think it like took around two and a half years with everything but like for some of these episodes like i wrote them and we started producing the, so it's like different episodes take different amounts of time the voice acting is like i don't know what a normal schedule is but like during covid it was like i was in my closet just like shouting as the swan like everything insulated like they mailed me a mic like it's uh yeah i don't know it's like every step of it took a different amount of time and i've never done I've never yeah. show run before and I've only done it in COVID. So, so much of it is like disjointed and I don't know what of that is COVID, what of that is normal, what of that is like, because Cake is so many different properties, you know, it's like an yeah. anthology show. They're doing so many different things. I don't know what a normal process is like. I know what this process is like. And but honestly, uh, it sounds just fun and kind of yeah. interesting, like a good challenge. What, okay, but also, are you working full-time those two and a half slash three years just on this project? Or like, were you doing stuff in the meantime too? Because it sounds like there might've, there was like a lot of downtime between getting notes or like yeah. waiting for things. So like, how were you managing that as well? I was, uh, the last like year I've been working pretty much full-time on Swan Boy. And so that's been that. But before that, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of like, you know, you could just Tokyo drift an entire other job through like the empty spaces in the, you know, in like yeah. how long stuff. And so I was doing, you know, I still, I got to eat. Like I was, you know, I was, I was babysitting. I was doing other jobs. Um, I have a podcast I do. I was do doing that. We were getting a podcast started like that kind of, it's D and D it's nothing to do with animation. The, um, uh, but Root Tales of Magic, ABC. It's there you go. Uh, it's very good. The uh, so I was doing that. I was uh, I was doing my own comics. You know, I have my own Patreon that I was just sort of like putting comics into, and so I was. You know, I, I stay busy. I was doing other stuff. In the so then, how is how is doing something like Swan Boy changed the future of your career? Like, what's next for you now? Are you still going to be you know doing all these other projects, babysitting D and D podcasts? Uh, Patreon or has this like opened your mind to like you know animated television series and that's your thing like what's next for you slash what do you want to work on slash what's going on slash whatever yeah. I would love to work in animation the rest of my life you know okay, it's done. like I love making comics but like there is uh, no nah, nah, I probably I, I would love making I'll probably never stop making comics but I don't there's no particular drive that's like comic specific it's like, I just like to make cartoons like and yeah. so if they're animated that rules that's exciting. There's all sorts of stuff you can do in animation and you're working with these people that are, I think like, you know, everyone's, you know, use the talents you possess. The woods would be quiet if no bird sang except the best. But like there are people working on Swan Boy who are significantly more talented than I am in terms of like what they're able to do. You know, we have these storyboarders who like blow my mind. They're so talented what they're able to like make happen and how they're able to draw and like, I don't have that. That rules. So like to get to work with them, it just makes it better. Or like the the I, I'll I will be here all day if I'm just like listing every name of everybody who we were working with. People like Katie Went or Jeremy Jusay at like Augenbook Studios who are like they're they can do things I just can't do. You yeah. know, and like yeah. now I get to put my name on that too. It's like that feels like cheating. It rules. Like <laughs> I don't want to stop doing that. I want to keep working with them. I want to keep meeting people in this industry who can do that. Like. 
I love my dream, you know, is like I would have loved to like been making Looney Tunes at Terminator. Yeah. Like, so, okay. So, We Bear Bears and uh, Swan Boy, it sounds like, you know, they kind of fell into your lap from the friendships, connections, and just the things you were doing. But it, yeah. thinking about your, all your experience in your journey and like comedy, et cetera, how would you, if you're intentionally trying to get more into animation, how would you manufacture that success going forward now with everything that you've you've done and learned? If I was right now, like yeah, trying like, to move right like after this chat, you're gonna do something. I don't know what it is. Sure. Wait. So this is me, or this is just like the listener? You. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know. I was like, you want me to give advice, or like so both. Well, the the listener will figure out advice from what you're gonna do. If you're gonna like, I mean, I'm gonna call up my friend to whatever, like you know. I, I do that. I'll put out calls to friends all the or I'll just like make a post or something hey. like close friend circle on Instagram. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Like, you know, like I don't think who cares? Like there's no shame in that. Like that yeah. is I, I yeah, uh like I'll just ask. You know, I have management. I'm I, I'm repped by uh two very good managers. Like I'll just talk to them and be like, hey, I want to do this now. Like, I want to write more. I've loved writing on Swan. I want to write more. Can we do that? And they're like, yeah, we're your managers. Of course we can do Like, come on. Like, and so that, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I say it. I ask for it. And then if it doesn't happen, you know, it's not the end of the world, but there's no harm in asking. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so like you, um, also how does the manager thing work? Like, so I don't have a manager. Um, sure. So you're like, hey, manager, like I want to write more on animated series and they're like cool we'll go out and scout out opportunities and put your name out there and come back to you with whatever we get and that yeah pretty much and they set up general meetings and you have zoom calls with people or or you know if we ever get rid of this covid stuff like then i'll go in in person and meet with people and and that's it you know you just you meet with them and you you'd see the vibe and you send your materials of stuff you have written you know and meanwhile i and said this but like I'm writing pilots. I'm writing scripts. You know, I'm putting pitches together for shows gotcha, that'll gotcha. never see the light of day, like that. But to, to make them, you know, just to have them and to send to people and be like, "Hey, here's yeah. my vibe." Yeah. Like, ideally, they would want to make the show, but I, you know, realistically, you just pitch. It's like this is the kind of stuff I'm into making. You know, this is hey, maybe keep me in mind if you're staffing a room or something, or if you're putting storyboarders together or something like. Or you need someone to do thumbnails, you know, you just yeah. sort of let them know, like, I did this on this. If you liked it, I can do more of it for you. It's just a, it's a very simple, just like, uh, like, here's what I did. Pretty good, right? If you like it, that's me. And also, you just meet them in person to be like, I'm easy to talk to. Nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I feel like, yeah, uh, at least from, you know, reading resumes forever in, like, my past job, it's, like, I'd rather just meet the person to figure out who they are versus, like, this well-sculpted, crafted resume yeah. that's kind of half a lie and, like, who knows what this actually means, whatever. So, yeah. Um, I guess, you know, if somebody's listening and they want to, they're, like, they're, like, a budding comedian or writer or something like that and they're looking up to you and they're, like, I want to do cool stuff like him. Like, what would you tell them is, like, the number one thing to, like, focus on? either like skill wise or like just, you know, soft skill, yeah. hard skill, whatever. Like what is, what is the thing that they should keep in mind to do that will propel them to new and great opportunities that they want to uh, pursue? I would say focus on the thing that makes you laugh. That's the, this is your comedian. If you're coming at it from like a comedian angle, like focus on the thing that you think is funny, that you, that actually makes you try to make yourself laugh and then everything else will follow. And it'll probably take a long time and you're going to be unhappy while 
that ha- like for real like straight yeah. i mean like the best like no please I, like give it to me straight like I think yeah i've good. been asked it's like how do you succeed it's like i don't i i failed for a solid decade i just ate shit for 10 entire years yeah you got it i don't know any other way you gotta do that you gotta so then what what okay if you're eating shit for 10 years and you're just sad and you're failing what is keep what is propelling you forward like is there this this like ultimate dream in your mind where you're like i can see the light maybe at the end of the tub- tunnel if i just do this forever or is it just ingrained in who you are like i have to do this no matter what well i i i hope i'm not, i don't want to be misleading like you're gonna be sad just from like the failing of yeah. it of just wanting to do something and not doing it but if you're sad for 10 whole years doing it stop you don't like it just stop you don't have to do the give up do something else it is fine to give up it doesn't matter like if you're sad for 10 if you're sad for one year doing it don't keep doing it if you the thing that kept me going was i loved it i loved Ah, it okay there we go so yeah you loved it so much you could yeah that makes that makes total sense yeah if you love it so much you don't mind eating shit then you are in the right place i hate the like if you have anything else you could do go do that i think it's so like condescending and dismissive like no if you want to do it you'll keep doing it like but ideally if while you are failing while you are putting up your show with your buddy that it's the two of you and one person comes and so now the people on stage outnumber the people in the audience like if that's not funny to you that that happened and if you're not like happy to be just performing anywhere and if you're not if you like are getting your feelings hurt when you post a comic and nobody responds to it because it didn't make you laugh, then, you know, maybe give up. That's fine. It's fine. It's not the end of the world to give up. But if you're enjoying it, if you're really like making yourself laugh and making your friends, you know, like if it's for you, yeah, then I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll never happen. But maybe I love what you just said, fail. because, you know, like I've experienced things where like I get all my hopes up for what I think other people are going to like by creating something. And then I put it out there and nobody likes it, which is a natural reaction because, you know, I didn't put any heart into it. And then yeah. I get discouraged and I like try again and try to like my whole business career is just figuring out what other people want and doing that shit. Like, you know, marketing is just like, what do other people want? Let's focus group. Let's study. Let's analyze, then create what they want. And then like me coming into my 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 artistic career had some of that mindset which was bad but i've also realized that you know if i don't care who sees it and i'm just having a good time then somehow that's ended up being more successful just overall so yeah really I mean, it's like, like said. from the marketing perspective too it's like that is what they want they want you you know they yeah. want you it's like i because i was an actor for years too and it's like audition you only book an audition if you don't care if you get the part i think like it like Maybe I'm sure there's exceptions to that, but certainly that's true for me. Like they want you, you know, they want you to do well. They want to see you. Yeah. Maybe you're not right for it, or it didn't work, or you forgot the lines, or whatever. Like, and it's the same with comics, or like you know, or art, or comedy, or whatever. Like, if you're not enjoying it, what? Why are you wasting their time? Totally. I I love that sentiment. Um, you know, we've chatted about how things came to be, how it was, and where things are going. Is there anything else that you wanted to infuse in this chat for the five to 10 year olds who are listening? Oh God, uh, <laughs> the, for the little kids, uh, you know, <laughs> stay clean, don't do drugs. Uh, it, it'll, it's just slow you down. It's just, just gonna slow you down. You know, you drugs gonna are gonna slow you down. Just don't do them. They are, it's, you know, I'd be, you'd be talking to a much more successful Branson right now. <laughs> If I'd stayed on the clean and narrow, the, um, I don't know. That's, uh, I, we could talk. Uh, I love cartoons. We'll talk cartoons if you want to. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'll go wherever with this. 
I'm just is there wondering if there's any, talk to me about? there's any topics. Well, I'm just also conscious of time, but is there, I'm just wondering I'm, if there's, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's any topics that you think are important for uh, people to hear from your journey or story or even just comics. Like, you know, like, what do you, what do you, so like, do you consume comics that also are in the same genre of what you are creating just because they're similar or are you like, I want stuff that's totally different. I don't know. I think, no, that's a great question. I, I it tends to be close. I mean, I'm even flattering myself to say this, but like, it tends to be closer to what I'm making. Yeah. Um, I like that, you know, I like like gag comics and I like mo- like sort of experimental stuff. The, um, I don't know. Do, uh, something I loved reading in quarantine was the uh, the Crisis Zone from Megahex. Did you read this? It's great. Not, but I'm gonna look I, it up. Recommend me some comics right now. Uh, Simon Hanselman does Megahex. It's a great comic. Uh, I love it. Uh, Mikey Heller. Speaking of the, the amazing, I recommend Mikey Heller's book. To everyone. He's a great gag cartoonist. He just does like these incredible four panel comics. It's very inspiring. Um, uh, Alec Robbins with the. Did you read the the Mister Boop? I, I looked up Crisis Zone and I know exa- I I just didn't realize it was called Crisis Zone, but yeah, oh, yeah. it's like with the witch and the like the yeah yeah. yeah 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 incredible incredible or like older stuff like uh, I mean he's still active but like Gary Panter or like Raymond Pettibone like those those guys are like very inspiring for me like old like Life and Hell comics like it that tends to be where I stay like I'll I'll read a a superhero comic every now and then that's not my thing. I, I never am drawn back to it, but I always, I feel like just to be part of the conversation. Yeah, what's and, going you know, on here? Influence yeah. me somehow. It's like, like people saw Passion of the Christ back when it was like, well, I just want to know what everyone's talking about. Like, the, but I don't care. I, you know, I, no, you know, I'm not throwing anything at. Don't worry, comic. I never saw it, so. Well, I'm not, I'll throw anything at that. I don't care. But the, I met it like the, the big two or anything, or anyone who works there. Like that's fine. That's that rules. Totally. It's just not what I'm like. Into. No, I'm the same. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, but I'll like go and watch like the Marvel movies just cause you know, everybody's how you can't just, you can't avoid it forever. Reddit's talking yeah, about it. You're like, I got to check this out. I also think if you're going to be a comedian, it's like not ideal to be a Luddite, you know, like the, it's like, you want to know what people are talking. You don't want to know what's yeah, happening. You yeah. want to know, even then if make you don't a joke like about it. it. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's good to, it's the same reason. It's like a good, you know, you should just be, I you should be well-read, you know, watch a lot of things, read a lot of things. It couldn't hurt. That's probably, it's not like I mean, you're going to watch it, a movie that ruins you. Yeah. But also, do you think your style of humor was, is evolving or was refined when you were younger by the influences that you grew up with? I hope it's evolving or otherwise, God, how boring otherwise, you know, but like I, but you know, I, you have a certain style of humor that you, you know, like yeah. it's like experimental, it's gag driven. Like have you deconstructed what your humor even is and why it is a thing? Like, you know, the, maybe you had some obscure like influences growing up that kind of influenced how you think things are funny. Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of old, like, ton. I mean, the amount of Looney Tunes I was just, like, pumping into my head every day was, like, medical. The only you thing know? to watch as a kid. Yeah, I loved them. I, I could still watch them. They're great. Yeah. I mean, the ones I've seen a million times, I still love them. Like, the uh, I fell asleep to Baby Bottleneck last night. Like, I was just like, oh, they added it. Like, it's on. And I, like, I watched it, like, a few times in, the row, in a row just because it's so beautifully animated. But, like, the – so those were – I don't know. It's, like – you only know by experimenting and like trying stuff out and seeing new things or like the the new thing I did, knew that 
the newer thing I do that's like a more recent thing in my life is I'll watch something I don't like and find something in it that I love. Cause it's, yeah. you know, and the, I love that sense of like, well, now I got to hunt for it. You know, it's yeah. like, well, this movie that we watched all the twilight movies, my fiance and I, we watched all of the twilight movies in a row, all five of them. And like, by the end, I was like, these movies fucking rule. These are the funniest movies. These were blockbusters. These were blockbusters. I like, these are- yeah, I haven't seen any of them. So maybe I should I should try this as well. I do the exact same thing you're talking about with music because like I'm not a huge R&B or rap fan, mm-hmm. but I have friends who like it. And so every time it's on, I like specifically, I'm like, I need to get into this. And then by the end of the song, I'm like, I can listen to more of this. This is great. I don't know. Yeah. But I know I mean, what you're saying. And they change and they define themselves. Like, like forcing your mind to just have a blank slate and experience something for what it is. Versus it's like very, come in and be like, I don't like this genre. I know it's so limiting and, and it's also, it's like the, you know, the, the self-imposed limits you, that you like put on yourself of like, well, this is me. I'm Branson. I don't, I like know what I like. Music. I'm over like, 30 like, now. Like, yeah. I mean, some of that is necessary so that yeah. you have shape to your personality, but I also think it's like most people are more robust than they think they are. And it's like, I'm not going to stop being me. If I listen to, if I really like listen to a Toby Keith song and I'm like, well, is there something good here? Yeah. Like it could, you know, it's like, what have you? So do you think watching the whole Twilight series and enjoying it changed, changed you or it still made, you know, the same old Branson who maybe just liked Twilight? It's just me. I, it's, I'm still me. I just learned what I appreciated about it, which is that it's sick. It is a sick, it is a v- morally vile, like blockbuster. There are five movies that all of them made like millions and millions of dollars or an impressive, whatever an impressive amount of money is. Like they were making a ton of money and they're sick. I mean, she's wasting away during pregnancy. Like these are like socially conservative, like abusive, like these are sick movies. And so watching, I felt like I was John Waters, just like, I love it. You know, like this is just like, I've never heard anybody describe them as this before. Maybe I'm going to have to give them a watch now. This is hilarious. They're fucked up movies. Yeah. And that's like exciting. I mean, it's like now we're out of it. Like it's, we're not in the middle of twilight. So it's a little easier to have some distance. Just it's like, but the, you know, now like all the Marvel movies, it's like, these are horny. These are like five horny, horny, horny movies that you don't see a lot of that anymore. It's Can you just... start a movie review? Say like screw Rotten Tomatoes. It'll be like Branson's reviews. And it's like, the Marvel movies, you'll be like, they're so horny. People will. I got. I wish agree. the Marvel morny, movies were horny. They're not. They're. I mean, those are completely neutered. And so, you know, you see these like, from even like ten years ago now, these blockbusters is like, oh my god, everyone's about to pop. Like these people are too horny to drive a car. Like that. That's in. Like you don't see a lot of that on the big screen anymore. Which is, I hope it comes back. It's a shame we lost it. <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. I feel like <laughs> I've, I mean, you've satisfied all my like career answers, et cetera. So like, if there's anything oh, you wanted to still chat about, I'm, I'm still game, but uh... okay, yeah, I mean, what are, what are you watching? What are we, well, what do you, well, I here, I've been talking about myself, how rude. What oh no. But that... <laughs> I mean, I know that's the gist of it, but like, but I'm, I am curious. I'm like, what is uh like, what are you in terms of like animation specifically? Like, what are you into? Like, what's exciting to you? Um, so I'm not watching anything right now. I'm like, I like serialist. I don't know if that's a word, but like I crave new and short, just what people are doing. Like, I love going mm-hmm. through Instagram and seeing somebody who's animated like two seconds of like this amazing, like anime style thing. Or I love seeing like just somebody who's turned a stupid little 
blob with eyes and made it really cute and put music behind it. Like, I just love seeing how people are experimenting with just different yeah. ways of animating and storytelling. And, and cause I feel like I'm, I'm constantly absorbing and trying to like refine my style. And I love seeing what other people are doing and, and being like, Oh, I can, uh, my save for like Instagram and social media and like my computer and YouTube are just like full of stuff that I go back to all the time. And I'm like, maybe I can incorporate some of this into what I'm doing for my next project, et cetera. So like, I don't know. I go through, I go through waves where I do binge TV and uh, actually I, I recently, cause I had never watched it. I, I started binging the dragon ball, the original dragon ball series. And I got, I'm like 97 episodes in or something. Oh damn. Almost a third of the way through. That's yeah, right. incredible. And I, 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 I don't know if I'll continue cause I just got intimidated by the amount of episodes left and how the formula is just like the same over and over again. But even that, like I'd never seen it before and there's like nudity in it. There's like, you know, the, the whole world they built is like totally uh, different than any other animated series I've seen. Yeah. Like there are robots and there's a dinosaur that can talk and it's like eating another character. It's just like the, it was very eye-opening actually and, and kind of interesting to, to watch. And I feel like, I feel like animation that I've seen just like in mainstream television, whatever, it's, it's very formulaic to, yeah. um, you know, this is what kids want and so we're going to create it and there's not a lot of risks taken and the, the style, there's not a lot of stylistic risks, etc. So I don't know, I'm also developing some pitches right now and I'm pitching them around and I hope that something can take off because I have some really cool and interesting ideas of what I want to do even just stylistically with what's appearing on a screen. Um, like why, like my big thing is like that. I also love to explore in stop motion too. I'm just talking my, the interview is now about me is great, you know, but I'm curious. Yeah. I don't, I don't like consistency is great. Like, you know, you have like your SpongeBob character and he looks the same as he, if he's this big or this big and he does right. turn around and they, you know, well, maybe SpongeBob's a bad example because they also do like highly detailed paintings, but I, I love when uh characters are just a representation of themselves like why not just have in a scene like spongebob's yellow just have like a yellow square or blob just like bouncing across the screen to screen to like represent him getting from point yeah. a to b instead of his fully rendered walking style like i would love to even just do that and explore style that way with a with a show etc this to so. me is what's so exciting about like i am like obsessed with like smear frames and smear animation yeah. of like that you'll see it. You know what I mean? It's like, I was speak literally, I was looking up at a smear frame from baby bottleneck last night, which is Robert Clampett, Daffy and Porky together again. And it's Daffy being thrown into the ground by Porky. And he turns into like a puddle and it's like, it's a puddle, but yeah. it's still recognizable as Daffy. Cause totally. the colors are there. The shape, the, black, is the, the orange, the shape, you know, like the, it's not even the shape physically. It's the shape of like his personality. Like, it's just like, that's Daffy. And that's, mind-blowing to me that his per i mean the other the classic example of daffy is duck amuck where he his physical form is like fucked with beyond recognition by bugs bunny but it's always recognizable yeah. his voice changes his form changes but it's always him you know and like that's so exciting to think like how yeah how do we right it's like that? how can we play around like you're in animation you can do anything how can you play around with that on screen instead of you know making it this universe where everything's so consistent and just is like i love what you know 
Bugs Bunny is great for doing that. There's so many different ways, like even with a racer, like mm -hmm. erasing Daffy until he's just a beak, etc. But also where you're talking, I've never, you know, something I've never seen, it was just a weird idea. It's like, there's, I've never seen a smear frame character before, like a character design just as a smear frame. Just oh, and there's, he has no non-smear. He's always moving. Yeah, or he just it, he's just designed as the smear frame, like or whatever. He's oh, got, that's like, fun. You know, ten arms that are in yeah, process like of just eye. his eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. So this that's is a, uh, there's a pitch right there. We there should, we go. We the Branson offline. and Terry uh, smear frame consistency show pitch right there. And yeah, uh, we'll work on the name, but that's the that's yeah, definitely the, we'll the work spirit on is there. It's funny the thing you mentioned too. I I have this a lot myself not to bring it back to me but the like there's all these shows out there right there's all the, and there's all these people have worked on them and all this money has gone into them and still i find myself drawn to it's like you get a cat a toy right and then the cat just wants to play with the box the toy came in of like totally totally the, i still find myself drawn to like two second animations that somebody made and they're like hey nobody paid me for this i just made it myself that's always appealing to me Thousand and it's percent. like i to, to to wrangle it back into like what we were talking about like see if i can even do it like to me the dream is to make a show that captures that yeah i feel like uh the first time i watched the pilot for adventure time felt like that because it just felt like a bunch of friends made this thing there was a song there was some wacky animation i hadn't seen before the dog had long legs there was an internet joke like it just felt yeah kind of like that and you know like charlie the horse uh and stuff like that from like the internet which is now like a whole series that you can watch like it's crazy there you go so, it's like yeah. to, how you capture that how do you maintain that this is a big and also to tie it again around this is a big part of why i wanted to go to augenblick studios is because that felt like the way to do it that yeah. felt like the way yeah. to make it fun and make totally. it contagious how it was fun because i remember yeah. watching their stuff and being like that's fun this yeah. looks i'm excited by the way th the simply just the way things move in these cartoons is funny to me like I remember seeing Super Jail for the first time. It was right? I don't know how long ago. And I was like, this looks like somebody made it in like almost like MS Paint and animated it. And I was I was like, it feels wrong, but it's uh, it's just like I fell in love with it immediate, immediately and like binge watched the entire thing <laughs> like they, twice in a row. <laughs> they they capture the feeling of like you're drawing something on your desk yeah. and you're going to have to wipe it off before the teacher yeah. sees that it. it's like yeah, exactly. they made a whole show of that feeling. That's exciting. Totally. Yeah, yeah. All right, I don't want to keep you forever, uh, but I love this chat. So uh, I'm now going to set up 10 more meetings just behind the scenes, just where you and I just chat about whatever. Um, but I think the podcast is coming to a wrap. This, this smeary guy <laughs> off the ground. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Branson. I super appreciate it. And I've enjoyed hearing your whole story and chatting about animation with you. Oh my God, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And if you're listening and you want to reach out or follow or check out Branson stuff. You can look him up on Twitter at Branson Reese or on Instagram at Branson of God. Um, and I'll include those links in the description of this podcast. And of course, make sure you check out Swan Boy on Cake FX. And that's all for now. So thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.